0: Welcome to Nostalgia, your weekly look at what's going on now in pop culture. I'm your host, Patrick Sheehan, with my co-host, Dave Martinson. Dave, what's going on? I always pay my debts, Pat. What's good? Always pay your debts, huh? Well, I don't know if I would uh, agree with that, because we've had some drama in our fantasy basketball league about (laughs) debts being paid, although that would be mostly on my end. Dave, is this a good week this week? I I always speak for us if it's a good week, so I'm going to let you decide. Was it a good week? I think it was a good week, yeah. Yeah, it was alright. It was pretty good. We can do better. Yeah, one, I, one way for us to do better would be for you to leave us a hilarious review on iTunes. I agree. I think I think if you can go to Nostalgia Pod, search it in the iTunes store, we are the only Nostalgia yeah, that you will find. That's correct. SoundCloud.com slash Nostalgia Pod. There's a link
1: right to our iTunes. There's a link to us on Stitcher, Factor jam. And also, brand new, we're on Google Play. So if you like Google Music or if you have a Samsung or a Droid, you want to get it that way, get it that way. But leave us an iTunes review either way. We'd
0: love you forever. And
1: we'll read the review on the air.
0: Like, I'm going to read one right now. Go so ahead. our most recent one from the Dude 53 who I think got nostalgia and nostalgia confused. He mm-hmm. said, oldsters need love too. I was hoping you would do some reviews of old 60s TV shows like Leave It to Beaver or, Mar- or My Three Sons or Gilligan's Island. Now that <laughs> was a great show. The question becomes Ginger or Marianne? Yeah think about that. (laughs) Well, Dude53, thank you for the comment. Pretty ridiculous, and if you want to hear our thoughts on any older shows, not that old, but other ones, like Dave said, go to SoundCloud.com slash NostalgiaPod, and you can hear our thoughts on that.
1: Old show to me is like The West Wing. Yeah, that,
0: <laughs> 90s, maybe even 80s, like Twin Peaks, that's old to me. Yeah. Alright, we're going to jump right into the topics because we have a really packed show. We're going to be talking Game of Thrones later on. Yes. So if you aren't caught up on Game of Thrones, listen to the first half, then when you hear the Game of Thrones music, tune out, go watch and catch up, and then yeah. come back and listen. Winter is here, so yeah, get win- ready. Winter is, summer is almost here, that's the real thing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of new TV came out this week, Dave. What are you most excited for? I'm not really excited about, I'm breaking Kimmy Schmidt. But I am super
1: excited about the Night Manager.
0: The Night Manager. Now, that has Hugh Laurie and Tom, Tom... Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Loki,
1: of course. From Loki. Marvel. Runner-up in our Marvel bracket. That's right. You missed out on our Marvel March Madness. Check that out. SoundCloud.com slash NostalgiaPod. It was pretty funny. We were really well-reasoned with our selection of villains, so... Listen to that if you missed it. Definitely worth a listen.
0: Well, so what's The Night Manager about?
1: Yeah, well, see, I don't really know too much about it, other than that it's an adaptation of a espionage novel from I think it's the '80s. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tom Hiddleston is a pretty hot commodity right now. It's kind of funny as Benedict Cumberbatch got super, super popular, Hiddleston kind of stepped right in
0: as that. Yeah, this guy's really good, but none of the people talk about him. Yeah, and he's British. Yeah, I was gonna say this is the new British actor that people don't talk about enough, but he's a really good actor. I mean, I feel it like like there's always a new one of them coming up. Then, but yeah, that, they all sound the those, same. Those those people. But the the trailer for it looks really intense. Right. Hugh Laurie. I think everybody probably knows him from his role as House of on the show House. But seeing him actually playing a role where he's not only using his real accent, but also where he's playing a much darker Darker character. I mean, House is—he has his dark side, but it's mostly yeah. a sarcastic, funny undertone. Self-deprecating. Exactly. But this looks like he's pretty serious. Yeah. Well,
1: you actually can watch the show now because it already aired in full on BBC. It's a mini series, only six episodes, mm-hmm. but it'll be running on AMC in America. It's already started. The first episode was yesterday. Yeah.
0: A- so. As of time of recording. Correct. So I'm
1: definitely going to check that out at some point. That seems cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you on Kimmy Schmidt. I mean, Ellie Camper, Tina Fey, it's probably good. I'm probably not going to watch it, but you should definitely check it out if you enjoy comedies and female yeah. comedies especially.
1: I understand it's a good show, really well received. The second season's also being very well received. I just have no interest in it. Same thing with Orange is the New Black. It's a show that I know is done really well. I mean, it's won Emmys, right. but it's just not subject matter that I have any care for. Yeah. In a perfect world where I didn't have a huge backlog of TV and movies and <laughs> video games and books, and you get the point. Right. If, I would watch it. Yeah. If, but I don't if, live in that world. Yeah.
0: If, if I had time to watch everything on TV, I would get to this and watch and enjoy it. I mean, John Hamm was on this last year, so they have a lot of good guest appearances, but just not something I'm going to get to. Just kind of like, I'm probably not going to listen to the whole new Lumineers album, even though it topped the charts this week. Yeah, interesting. Top the charts. No ho required. Dave, I know you're not huge into rock and roll or indie. What do you think of The Lumineers?
1: They're they're whatever. <laughs> that is a catchy song. Of course, everyone knows that. Uh, I like that song. When I was at submarines on their other mm-hmm. album. That was cool. I actually I did listen to the, their first debut studio in full. Yeah, I did listen to the whole thing. No, um, it
0: was a really well received album.
1: But uh, folk rock in general is not my cup of tea. Just because it's kind of uneventful, in my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Lumineers especially. I mean, when you think about folk rock, I think Mumford and Sons comes to mind, and they have a lot of interesting things. They their first album was very banjo driven. Their most recent album was very guitar driven. Okay. The Lumineers are. Really really very boring in my opinion it's clapping it's stomping it's playing a oh, tam- acoustic tam- guitar tambourine don't yeah, forget there will be a tambourine and it will be a song about a girl and oh, how, Ophelia yeah, most recently or or Cleopatra or Angela <laughs> uh, you can go through their their most recent album and I guess name all their ex-girlfriends So There's, I don't have a lot to say on them but I do have a lot to say about Coachella this week yeah you had some tweets about
1: it as the sets were going through and if you missed those tweets that's probably because you're not following Nostalgia on Twitter at Nostalgia pod throw us any ideas or witty humor or just see what we have to say yeah it's give us some good stuff give us some feedback too did you catch any of the live stream i didn't watch any in the moment but i did look for some highlights after the fact did
0: anything stand out to you that you thought was interesting or i know
1: you tweeted about this kanye of course at asap rocky set mm-hmm. obviously it's hard for a week to go by without kanye west coming up on the show yeah but you know that's just the where we live in but yeah, he came out and did "Father Touch My
0: Hands" part one, and then they cut the audio. Right? You were watching this when it happened, right? I actually, I was watching the the live stream. They, they showed him all the next day before the the actual live stream of the next day's acts came on. So ASAP Rocky showed up 15 minutes late to his set, which is That's typical ASAP. No, no, he's usually way later. So that's he, good. But if he had shown up any later, he would have only had about a half hour to actually play oh. his songs. So they basically cut his audio off, right? So his set was about to end, and that's as Kanye West came on stage. So Kanye was rapping to the whole crowd, and nobody could hear him. It was just Kanye rapping Father Stretch My Hands, and everybody's like, what? And ASAP's going nuts, and Kanye's so into it. And you can hear it on the live stream, but the crowd cannot hear him. So he finishes All the right. song, everybody cheers for Kanye, he leaves, and ASAP starts to sing, and he's like, can anyone hear me? And he just like throws the microphone and walks off stage. That's it. It's like ASAP. He did bring out Schoolboy Q for Electric Body. Which is one of the best songs on his most recent album, so that's cool. ASAP was actually my, my big loser from the weekend, though, because not only did his set get cut short, it had a lot of energy going to it, and then right in the middle, he brought out a barbershop quartet to sing some songs, and he lost the crowd completely. It's, what songs? I am I, not a big ASAP Rocky fan, I couldn't name them, but it really lost the crowd, and you could just feel the energy kind of... like suck from it although as he walked off stage people were chanting his name so obviously his some diehard asap fans were were there in my experience i think he's better for a
1: uh, smaller venue i've seen him at a big venue and in a a small one he's cool when it's you can like really see him and he'll jump in the crowd and stuff
0: yeah and when it's not so time limited so there were a lot of guest appearances at coachella this weekend run the jewels had Bernie sanders introduce them which is pretty awesome yeah killer mike is a Big oh, yeah. Liberal advocate, anyway, so that makes sense. Yeah, he's been at actually some of Bernie's events, actually DJing them. Disclosure probably had oh, yeah. the the biggest, I don't know if I would say surprise, because I think everybody knew Lord was going to show up. Yeah. But uh, Sam Smith came out and sang two of his songs, Omen and Latch, right. to finish off the set. Oh, yeah. And I think, uh, from what I heard, Disclosure actually had the biggest crowd of the weekend. Interesting. Other than, other than I think the the headliners, so that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, it's, but it seems like they might have been a better choice than Calvin, uh, Harris. Calvin Harris to headline. I which mean, is pretty interesting.
1: magnets. Disclosure and Lord, that song is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's a cool moment.
0: It, as is Latch and Omen. I mean, and Illumina I mean George Omen's also, okay. We we know it's okay. Omen's a good song. I, I I think it's a good. song. clear third. Sia is actually the performance people are probably talking about the most. So Sia had a, a choreographed dance and music videos that went throughout her whole performance, and it was just her on stage, and then the dancers. There was no band. Instrumentals were just coming from the audio. Interesting. And people are saying that this is the next step in performance art, and it's really a step forward for. Coachella in terms of having some more artsy acts come back. People cool. are really saying Coachella lost its edge and they say See, it might have brought some of that back. The only other thing I think that was really interesting was uh, LCD Sound System. They did a tribute to David Bowie. They uh, sang Heroes which was really dope. But then they also, uh, so James Murphy the lead singer, he created this basically like tent where he had these uh, speakers that he modified himself mm-hmm. and he DJed for over 20 hours throughout the weekend after he played his headlining set. Oh, just wow. like spinning vinyls and it was like one of the most just, popular just that, yeah, and he he designed it too and he like talked about it when That's he was cool. on stage. So, yeah, definitely some really interesting stuff came out. Ice Cube had some NWA members come out with him. DJ Yella and MC Ren, so No Dre. Uh, and, and Snoop Dogg came out. So there was there were some really cool guest appearances, but overall very interesting weekend for Coachella. Festival season has started. We'll we'll touch on more as we go. Dave, a trailer that you texted me about today that I checked out. Yeah magnificent seven what are your thoughts yeah magnificent
1: seven trailer just dropped on mm-hmm. wednesday and it's buzzing right now it's a remake mm-hmm. of the classic 1960 western film the magnificent seven and has steve mcqueen in it steve mcqueen yul brenner and eli Wallach. so mm-hmm. three classic american yeah, uh, male actors and now this remake comes out in september denzel washington chris pratt of course, the the big draw for most people now. Ethan Hawke and Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm-hmm. And looks pretty cool.
0: This has been in the works for a while. Yeah. They had Tom Cruise attached to it originally. And then Matt Damon, Kevin Costner, Morgan Freeman. A lot of names. Yeah, but I think the, the names of that they did end up with, Denzel, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, I think, is a... I think he's yeah. a good supporting actor. Yeah, and it's interesting to have him and Denzel back in a movie together after Training Day. Right. But the trailer, I think... If you did watch the original Magnificent Seven, it's a pretty serious movie, and yeah. just just like most of the movies that are, mm-hmm. the trailer seems to be a little bit lighter. You know, I, I think that's
1: the big question people have is, is this going to be more Western or more action? Because just because it's set in the Old West doesn't mean it's Western. Right. That also brings to mind that the original Magnificent Seven was in in fact a Old West style spin on The Seven Samurai, mm-hmm. which is a Japanese film, one of the best films ever made. So it's interesting, we'll see where the influences came from, but... Vincent D'Onofrio, if you you don't know the name, he was Wilson Fisk slash Kingpin in season one of Daredevil. So that's how he got on most people's radars, even though he's been a good actor for a long time. And they also have Lee Byung Hun, who's actually probably one of the more noticeable Asian action stars that you'll see Mm -hmm. in the West. So I think it's an interesting cast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think kind of what stands out to me, especially talking about maybe a lighter tone, is with Chris Pratt and Denzel, they're pretty charming dudes. For sure. So I think they can add a little bit of a different spin to this that will Mm -hmm. make this stand out from you know such a classic movie interesting
1: Um, movie for chris pratt too yeah Uh, absolutely not the clear leading man
0: i think i think we discussed him when we talked about han solo and you know india jones and him taking over this and i think it's interesting he is he is doing such a classic movie but he's playing a supporting role to denzel and definitely interesting so now we're going to bring on our friend sean he's going to be talking a lot of game of thrones but last night sean and i saw Jungle Book the live adaptation I still haven't seen it yet I'm disappointed in myself it, we, we invited you we, we, we wanted you to come I know you had other engagements Percy Produ- Rule Podcast yeah
1: production is a thankless job so <laughs> that's why I couldn't go
0: it absolutely is so, Sean, we, we saw the Jungle Book. We had a pretty interesting viewing experience because we had some very interesting people watching with us. Oh, really? Pretty yeah. sure, I'm pretty did this happen to you with Hateful Eight? Yes. Yeah, it oh, was pretty bad. It, Pat
2: and I can't watch movies together, and we also can't watch Patriots-Broncos games <laughs> they don't go well. <laughs> they, they do not go for well. So, way.
0: yeah, the, the couple that sat next to us last night were either really high or just socially inept because they laughed at all the parts no one else is laughing at, and they did not laugh when everybody else was laughing. So that really made it an interesting viewing experience. But, Sean, do you have any overall takeaways from this that you thought would be important for our viewers to, our listeners to hear?
2: I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really faithful telling of the original story. Mm-hmm. Really, really, and you guys talked about this before on one of your most recent podcasts, but really good cast. Very awesome casting. Yeah. Idris Elba was a great Shere Khan. Mm-hmm. Got Giancarlo Esposito as Akira. That was you know, as, as you probably know, watching Jungle Book for the, for the amount of time he was in the movie, he was great. Mm-hmm. Just overall really good. Scarlett Johansson yeah. had a really good bit part, probably about five minutes of screen time. Azka. Yeah. Aska, Yeah, it was great. I mean, watching <laughs> I it from her. that from the perspective of that new child actor, I don't even know his name, to be honest. Neil Sathai. Neil Sathai. Young boy. Yes. Impressive. He really interacted with a lot of those animatronic or... Not even. Not (laughs) even. Like, digital animals, really. He interacted with nothing pretty well, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think one of the things that stood out to me was Scarlett Johansson might be one of the the best, if not the best, uh, vocal performers. Oh, you're thinking of her right now? Yeah, I, I mean, her, she was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, right. she stole the show on that, and as as Ka, I mean, when she basically was telling, you know, the boy that... Mowgli. Yeah, Mowgli, his history, it really, the, the way that, that, that she said it was just like you would imagine a snake to talk. It was, it was awesome. I think one of the parts that didn't seem to fit so well to me was Christopher Walken as King Louis. Interesting. The whole movie, obviously, Bill Murray, I think, was my MVP as, as Baloo. He was hilarious Bill Murray, but also didn't wasn't over the top. Which How's uh, is... Bagheera? Ben Kingsley? Yeah. Bagheera I, was good.
2: I mean, because those King's two, like, those two, are like,
1: those two carry the movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Me, so. yeah. Bagheera really, more than anyone in the whole movie, Bagheera reminded me of the original movie. Interesting. More than any other, you know, Baloo.
0: Baloo was a little bit goofier in the movie. Yeah, he, he was, was a little
2: goofier. Him. Obviously, you're not going to have the same effects as an animated movie. In the animated movie, they had every single person in the jungle singing, and this is more kind of solo act with Mm -hmm. Bill Murray and Christopher Walken. Interesting. Yeah, Christopher Walken, I think he did a a decent job, but it kind of came off as his King Louie was... Sort of like a mob boss, I yeah. thought it was really like it was really bring Mowgli into <laughs> the into the <laughs> castle or temple or whatever you want to call it and say I can help you, you can help me. We're the only ones who can protect you. I don't do Christopher Walken <laughs> yeah. uh, in impression, but it really it really was that it was he wanted man's red fire and the red flower and. So. The red we can flower. work together yeah exactly <laughs> exactly, exactly. I need the red flower. he literally it was like I have all these things I just don't have this one thing that you have yeah. interesting we're the only ones who can protect you now but so.
0: it, it was all it was amazing when King Louis you know, goes nuts. Like, you see him come out and just the visual effects in the whole movie were incredible and they always kind of went light to dark. So, when you... And then back to the light again. So, when you went dark and then you come into this beautiful forest scene that's so vibrant and bright, mm-hmm. it really stands out. I mean, that, that was my big question and when we talked about it is how would these effects work in a mm-hmm. movie that's all
1: effects? It was all sound stages. Yeah. And... The reviews are overwhelmingly positive. I mean, you two are saying it as well. Mm-hmm. The movie killed it at the box office, over 100 million domestically. Right. That's over like 30 million more than I was tracking. It was only tracking around 70. Yeah, what was yeah. it up against? Nothing really. That that helps definitely. Yeah. But, but but I mean, a movie like this where people, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, Hollywood has no more ideas." This is a straight up adaptation.
2: Yeah, And no, it was A
1: ton of CG, and people love it. It's awesome. I'm really happy that it's doing really well. I definitely want to see it. Today, Dave recording, is Andy Circus's birthday, so I'm very <laughs> intrigued to see how Jungle Book Origins does next year. Because yeah, that, I think, will be a little different.
0: Yeah, I was actually just going to say, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they do do it differently. And that's all mocap, not yeah, CG. exactly. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how much better the effects can really be or how they'll be different. Because right. there was one scene especially where you see Mowgli go up to his mother and put his head in, well, not his mother, the wolf, uh, what's your name? Younger, the, yeah, her character, character yeah. and he puts his head up to her, and it, it looks so real. Wow! I was like, "That's pretty amazing that that looks that good." Also, Shere Khan was the most realistic looking non real tiger I've, really? I've ever seen. So, awesome! The, yeah, the, effect, the effects are amazing. I definitely recommend going and seeing it.
1: You know, a movie I probably don't want to see that comes out this weekend: Hunt, The Huntsman: Winter's War. Oh, why not, Dave? The movie looks awesome. That and, uh, I didn't uh, mind God, God's Snow Way and the Huntsman was okay. I saw it in the drive-in back in, like, was 2012? I saw it, too. It was, like, a five. It was alright. I didn't see it. It was okay. It was okay. This one, though, what they're saying, the, the critics that have seen it already, that it's a uh, poop made this universal. It's like I a rip off of Disney in that... Jessica Chastain's character is uh, the the girl from Brave, Pixar's Brave. Oh yeah, and then oh. uh, really? Emily Blunt, Ice Queen, is straight up Elsa from Frozen. So they're ripping off Disney with these two characters.
0: That's horrible. And the, critic, <laughs> if the critics are. Explicit, I did not get
1: that from the trailer at all. Neither did I. But the, if the critics are explicitly making this connection, that's a bad sign. I mean, yeah. Charlie Theron was awesome. She's awesome and everything, but I liked her in as the evil queen. Yeah, in she was Snow White the Hutsman. I don't know. I'll see this at some point. Probably, you know, I probably will not see her.
0: But here's the thing: like for both of those actresses to be in this movie, they're both awesome actresses. I mean, yeah. Jessica Ch- Chastain has been on a winning streak like none other. Oh, I mean, yeah. other than. Maybe I, I forgot what that like haunted movie that she did with with Tom Hiddleston actually very. Oh, was, like a Crimson Heat? Feet. Yeah, I don't know how how that was received Mixed actually, reviews. but other than that, every movie she's been she has been a hit. Yeah, so. and she's Z- been Z- ever since Z- Zero
2: Dark Thirty.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's a shame when you get all that. I mean, Emily Blunt
2: too. she's yeah. been doing really good lately. Edge of Tomorrow and Sicario. Yeah, coming out of Sicario. Love, Love Edge of tomorrow. tomorrow. What's this weekend now This weekend is just The Huntsman and Yeah, Ratchet and Clank. This yeah, Ratchet to- and Clank Ratchin animated Clank 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 Clank. movie can clean, can clean up this weekend. The, the, <laughs> the new <laughs> Ratchet and Clank game is it just uh, came doing up. really I'm here and, well? I'm hearing it's doing um, it's awesome. It's like kind of an adaptation of the not even adaptations, it's yeah. retelling That's of it. the first game with the new movie characters and voices, right? So that's good. Good for Ratchet because they tried their hardest to bury that, that franchise long I love long Ratchet. Ago. I love Ratchet and Jack and Sly. I love those platformers. <laughs> You're never, so you never <laughs> you getting another Jack and Daxter. You're never getting another and dog one. isn't making those oh, anymore. <laughs>
1: It'll be interesting because we're, we're just waiting for Civil War at this point. Hun- Huntsman's going to get out, get that one weekend. We're going to be like, yeah, we got some time, and then let's we'll get destroyed. Thrones will hold silver until, the until uh, Civil War. So, so let's of get of the right the into of it. Game of Thrones season six. Na,
0: na, na, yeah, We'll, we'll put na, that in ahead time. Oh, <laughs> I, I wanted to have my voice in there doing that. <laughs> yeah, game, season six, man. Sunday, April 24th. They released their final trailer today, which yeah. is really just a, a bunch of scenes. I didn't even want to watch trailers. it. I did watch it like right before we recorded.
2: It was what? just scenes from other
0: trailers put together yeah. in a yeah. shorter It's like 30 seconds.
2: This yeah. show's done things to me that I didn't think I that I didn't think I would ever do. Like I'm I'm like craving like 20-second trailers of this stuff and it's it's bad. <laughs> it's yeah. really bad. I mean, I think the
1: reason that is is there's literally no knowing. There's, there's nothing. The, the, now. We're done with the books. We're done with the books. There's going to be some subplots from the books we'll see in the show that we haven't gotten to yet. Right. Uh, Iron Islands, we'll get to yep. that, but more or less no one really knows and everyone's super intrigued.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Especially after the way last season ended with, you know, Jon Snow lying in in the snow, bleeding out, is he dead? I think I think we have to start there. We have to start with Jon Snow, because if we don't answer that question, we can't really understand Let's put it this how way. we see things going forward. If Jon Snow is dead, I'll stop doing this podcast. Dave, you, you cannot stop this podcast. <laughs> I can't find anyone else to produce. I don't want to. There's no... no f- The podcast keeps going. It's like Breaking Bad. The methylamine will keep flowing. The wall defends itself. The podcast records itself.
2: (laughs) So, Dave, you say no. Sean, what do you say? I... I want him to come back. I really say yeah. I say yeah. He'll. He's not dead. He's coming back. Yeah. However, well, he's probably dead. But he's definitely okay, coming. Okay. Sorry. Back. Sorry. Yeah. Right, he's yeah. dead. He's definitely dead. We're not going to argue that I don't yeah, think. Right. However, I, I've been rewatching the show because I have nothing else to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Must> <laughs> but be nice. I've been I've been rewatching the show, kind of off and on, doing other things. Fifty hours. It's lot, a lot, lot of, lot of to watch. I haven't finished it. I'm not going to finish it before the, mm-hmm. this. But I, I also noticed though, and I've read the books in the show. I'm trying to keep just the show here. Mm-hmm. In the show so far, we've only seen one other character who can do this, who can bring other people back from the dead and that's Thoros of Mir in the right. show. Yep. He can, uh, he brought back Barry Dondarrion after that trial by combat with the Hound. Yep, that was done really well in the game. It games. was done really the, well. Riverlands. And yeah. I'm wondering now after seeing the trailer, they're going to have to bring him back or, or address this very soon because it seems to me that you can only bring people back from the dead within a very finite amount of time. Very, very, very soon after they die right. and, Right. Well, this is the intrigue, though, because he's on he's he's dead on a on a pyre in in the trailer. So, yeah. Right. Well, I think about
0: coming back from the dead, and I think it's important that I say I have not read the book, so Mm -hmm. I'm probably not as in depth. With my analysis as Dave and Sean, yeah, I actually have eight chapters left of Dance with Dragons. I'll finish it by the time the show starts.
2: <laughs> so that's a that's a good eight chapters right there. But yeah, 120 Ka- pages.
0: But if I remember, Cal Drago was also brought back from the dead in the first season, but kind of, kind of not. Yeah, I he, really was, he was. He was. Would, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I wouldn't say was yeah, brought right. back from the dead. He was
2: so physically. I think he could he could breathe, and that's about it. So
0: technically, there's do. only been one person that's been able to bring anyone back from the dead, and Boros. he's nowhere near. John Snow. Yeah, but he, he. So how is how is John Snow g- going to live? Because he's a red priest. He's a red priest, and, and Melisandre's so there. Priestess. Yeah, mm-hmm. she showed
1: up, uh, left Stannis. Very she, coincidental she, timing.
0: She had right. a pretty terrible last
2: couple episodes. Yeah. Yeah, she's in a slump. Yeah, she definitely. needs in a this more than John Snow Catch does in, else. Else. in more than a couple ways. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Didn't she make Stannis uh, sacrifice his daughter?
1: Uh, Shireen. Yeah. That was a pretty brutal scene. And uh, his wife Salise time herself yeah. out of guilt. Uh, Davos was very sad when he found out the news at the very end, but yeah. I'm actually judging by the trailers, you could see uh, Davos was defending John's body mm-hmm. with Ghost with, and Blood right. Brothers. Yeah, so yeah. Ghost in the books, him and John have a really tight relationship. Yeah, hasn't been fully fleshed out on the show to this point, but there's you can dive down the rabbit hole with how John
2: comes back this to him, life. Yeah, and that's one thing too that John could hypothetically come back as ghosts you come yeah. back in, inside ghost does he, he like that's not to like, translate like, too well to the to the show because right? like, he has like war dreams in the books mm-hmm. I and mean, this is not a huge spoiler. They don't
1: really amount to anything no. but he has like war dreams I mean, so so, so, does Glenn so, in the so show. right well and actually Arya has these dreams too mm-hmm. in the books but we, yeah. I don't know if they would necessarily want to go that route just because they haven't really shown that in the show at all I think that's kind of that's kind of what makes adapting Game of Thrones from print to the show so hard is because when you have these point of view chapters that every chapter of every book is like, mm-hmm. you're naturally in the head of a character. You can naturally do flashbacks or dreams. Yeah, and get TV that's not even close to that easy,
0: right? And actually, I think that brings up a really interesting point. There's a lot to fill in. I mean, we, yeah. there are there are so many questions going into the season, and I think there's a lot of history that needs to be told in order yeah. to understand a lot of what's going on moving forward. Yeah. I think that brings me to maybe the person I'm most interested to see In this season is Bran. I mean, Bran has been chilling with that three-eyed raven for the last season. He he, he was not in last
1: season, if you don't remember.
0: And now he's coming back. The actor is much bigger, I would imagine, than he was when he went in, so that will be an interesting... Isaac Hempstead, the actor, he had puberty. (laughs) So, I mean, how do you think Bran is going to be used in this season? How how do you think he's going to come back?
2: I think the show's creators have the only tool they could possibly have to show us the Tower of Joy, mm-hmm. the Knight's King, his background, the the real plight of what's going on north yeah. of the wall and what has gone on north of the wall. He, I think, is going to be used as a tool to show us what's happening. 100%. Because Bran's such
1: a conduit into the, the fantasy elements of the show, mm-hmm. being that he's being trained by the Three-Eyed Raven, the whole mysticism with the Ravens and the Weirwoods and... Really those fantasy elements that we've kind of only, like, touched the surface of within the show thus far. But yeah, the Tower of Joy, which...
0: Is essential to what we are talking about. We know what's happening. Yeah,
1: yeah. We've seen it in the trailer. We know that's happening. And that's at the end of Robert's Rebellion before the show starts. And Mm -hmm. lots of theories about what those events reveal because we kind of know what happens at the Tower of Joy. Ned Stark and Hal and are the only survivors, and... They find Lyanna uh, li-
0: lying uh, on the ground. L- in lying. a pool of her own blood. Yeah, Liana,
1: and then Lyanna Stark dies. Yes. And she, that
2: was the reason and she, Robert's she, Rebellion happened, yada yada.
0: Yeah, and, and she tells Ned that he needs to do something for her, keep a secret or something right. along those lines, correct? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, and the idea is her dying secret is she had a kid by Rhaegar Targaryen, and that's Jon Snow.
0: Yeah. R plus L equals J. Yeah.
2: Super easy to connect those dots. It seems, it seems really likely
0: likely. It does seem very likely, and I think that's the reason why you, you know Jon Snow is not going to stay dead. Because at this point, especially with only two more seasons left after this, abbreviated seasons at that, right. you can't build a whole nother way to bring together the, this plot and yeah. a way to fight the white walkers and beat them in it, you know, that's what, exactly another
1: 23 episodes that's exactly my point because seeing the finale seeing that episode end with john in the pool of his own blood i was walking back from our friend adam's house mm-hmm. and the first thing i do being someone who follows you know movies and stuff and really closely what did i do i went to kit harrington's wikipedia and i looked at his filmography, <laughs> and i saw that he was not in any other projects Whenever you're in a big show and you get killed off, the first thing you do is do movies or more TV and you just diversify uh, your filmography. You did that awesome tennis movie on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, with, <laughs> with, with Andy, Andy Sandberg. Stanford, yeah. that was awesome. But you diversify that filmography because a show like Game of Thrones takes 10 months out of the year of right. your time. Yeah. No, there's, he's not in anything. Yeah, there's no way and then when it yeah. didn't cut his hair and He's, then of
0: course technology ruins it oh Kit Harrington's in belfast ireland oh right. like they're filming game of thrones there <laughs> you don't say andy greenwald's joke is that benioff and weiss have had him in a ho- locked in a hotel room for the last 10 months just not letting him come out or yeah. talk about anything so, just just so uh, he doesn't spoil it but, but there's no you know. way the story functionally
1: can end without john because right. sam's gone it can't be davos yeah. You can't just transplant Bran to the north and have him take over that story. I just it just won't work. Right. I, don't doing, I don't think Bran's gonna no. be doing I don't think Bran's gonna be doing
2: much. I think he's I gonna think be so. more of a storyteller because I mean here here's just a kind of common sense thing I think. The three-eyed Raven clearly has the same kind of powers that Bran's gonna start having. Yeah. The three-eyed Raven, he's not intervening too much throughout history, yeah. it seems. He doesn't seem to be doing right. Like he doesn't seem to be putting his hand in a lot of things, that's kind of it would seem with any sort of and just watch any it. sort of movie, time travel, anything, don't touch anything. Yeah. And that seems to be what's gonna happen with Bran. He's gonna be able to look and see. You're not gonna walk again, but you're gonna fly. He's he's gonna be a tool. And that's the same thing with the books. Bran could be just our eyes for the last chapter. That's a good point. That's, that's like George R. R. Martin has enough characters where he can do that. He yeah. can have eyes for the last chapter to show everyone dying or the battle and everything. That could yeah. be him. But I think Jon Snow. You made a great point there, Dave. He's the key to the biggest and only picture that really matters in the whole show. Right. The North of the Wall. What's going on? Dead versus alive. Dragons versus White Walkers. Mm-hmm. He's the key to that whole story. If you kill him off, you kill. You don't kill the whole story off because they're great storytellers. But you take much more than thirteen more episodes to, to yeah, tell it. Exactly. I was telling Pat this earlier. I'm already annoyed seeing the six season six trailer. I'm already annoyed that in like, how how long does the show run? Four, three, four months? I'm already annoyed about ten the next, the ten, next weeks. 10 weeks. In 11 weeks, I'm going to be pissed off because I'm going to have another cliffhanger <laughs> and another book that's never going to come out. And yeah. I just... There's so much in these season six trailers that they I'd be very shocked if they wrapped it all up. In a yeah, see, yeah that was the thing. Uh, Jason Concepcion, who's mm-hmm.
1: uh, now is the ringer, he used to do the Ask the Maester column on Grantland, yep. so obviously he's a big book reader, yada yada. He's like, I already can piece together a lot of this plot just in the charts, just thinking about how long things take to show on TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, how long do you think they'll get to bringing John back in whatever capacity? Right having Bran go through this training, and then the king's landing mm-hmm. in fighting with the Faith. I mean... And
2: Arya. And, and right. Arya becoming a famous assassin,
1: work. and Danny being <laughs> captured. I mean, I
2: feel like we already know what's going to happen. And also, one thing I mentioned is the Iron Islands. That whole thing is starting up again. They're bringing that whole plot yeah. line in with Yoran you know, Greyjoy. Yep. Uh, it's kind of... It's great. I liked, I love the plot line in the book, but it seems like too little too late. It seems I, I too, so. much. It's it's too much. It's extremely It's too much.
0: I think you guys touched on a lot of different things that we should go a little bit deeper into. But I think one of the things that a question that came up for me hearing this and hearing how is this person going to fit in with such little time left right. is Littlefinger. I have a lot of questions about him, and I, I mean right now and that's he, the that's the key. The point. Yeah, he, he it is. But I don't understand how he's going to be able to like get get his shine in when he's been so behind the scenes. Is mm-hmm. he going to be like the person who's been pulling the strings the whole time?
1: Yeah. Well, in the in the books. The last thing you really know of Littlefinger is that he's pulling strings in the veil, mm-hmm. which he's like the lord protector of while mm-hmm. Robin Aaron becomes of age. But we don't really waste any time learning about those other lords in the veil. That's, that's a subplot that the show doesn't need to go into. Mm-hmm. So as far as what, what we've seen on the show is just Littlefinger drops Santa off and now he's back to his own machinations. Is he still working
2: with Elena Terrell? I don't know. I want to know what Littlefinger's ultimate goal is. Yeah. And also... How much influence could he have towards this endgame? Judging by the trailers, too, we see him in a forest, and it looks like very similar forest to where Sansa and Theon are running off right. to. Sansa, given her recent experience in Winterfell after she got dropped off there, she can't be in a hurry to meet him again. Um, she's <laughs> exactly. going to have some words for him. But it just seems like I'm not sure where Little Flinger is really going to fit in. I mean, I'm sure he will because that's, just, that's his, his right. thing. He I'm fits at- in and, uh, and he can manipulate whoever. But that's, that's probably the biggest mystery for me right now. Yeah. Do you think he
1: comes to the end of the line? He, co- he comes up short or he'll still be around for a while? Like uh, it,
0: it, You could go either way with that. I guess I kind of hope he comes up short because he's a really grating character to me. I think, I remember him from The Wire and I hated his mm. character on The Wire too. And I think he, he plays these roles so perfectly. Yeah. He's like perfect casting for this. He's the antagonist in a Quantum Break, new game on Xbox. Yes, yeah, exactly. Thing. I guess, I, I think he probably will get to his his end destination, but I don't want him to.
1: It is, it is cool though that we don't know anything more than yeah. the people in the show do. And that's true of the book. Or, or the show the characters right. and the readers slash viewers we know nothing more which is which is cool
0: yeah george rr start writing those books dude yeah.
1: Get, mm-hmm.
0: get, get somebody to help you. You need to finish this before you die. Sean? You got, got <laughs> what,
1: you, how long have you finished? You finished Dance with Dragons a while ago, right? Yeah,
2: I probably finished Dance with Dragons about a year ago. So It's so long ago where I still have to, I have to go on to the, like, the wiki. I, I, I do like how good these wikis are. Um, they're, No, they're really good. I've okay. never had to do a main character. Pat was saying Aria's is like 40 pages long. I'm they're glad really I long. do that.
1: They're
0: cool. really
2: long.
1: Well, the thing is, like, the, uh, Dance with Dragons, the last book published in 2011. So the wiki nerds have had years to just comb these books yeah. and comb the reference books and just get everything totally out there
0: yeah i can't even imagine how long john snow john snows is with all like the theories oh the and talk pages yeah. oh my gosh Jeez. i can't even imagine actually one of you mentioned earlier talking about Arya. Mm. And how she basically is Daredevil now, and you see her <laughs> blind <laughs> and go, going from a prone position, Parkour. flipping off her yeah. Yeah, off her back, ready to fight somebody. W- what wife. do you what do you see happening with Arya this season? We, this is her last
2: chance. Like, we kind of we kind of know a little bit more from the books. Yeah, yeah, but in the show, I actually I would say even I don't know anything from the books because it, it seems like they're really going they're really going different ways with everything. Yeah, she, the books end with her just going like, all right, you're good. Mm-hmm. We're gonna send you to training. Yeah, so that, that's it. So, it seems like the show, though, as we saw in the uh, the trailer, she had her second chance. Her second chance was it seemed killing. Her second chance was killing Naren Trent. She shouldn't have done that. She was supposed right. to be no one. Killing the only, right. only only the people that the Faceless God and Jaganagar yeah, yeah. asked her to do. Right. She showed up at that brothel and killed. Marin Trent, and because of that, you had that whole scene where Jake drank the poison. He she
0: pulls all the faces. He died.
2: Off. She pulls the faces off. Sees hers. Becomes blind. Yeah. It would Which seem was like cool. that, that was, was cool her scene. chance. That was yeah. a great, great, very well done scene. It seems like that was her chance, though. Now she really has to become no one now. Mm-hmm. And Jake made it very clear in the trick in the, yeah, thriller, the trailer. There will not be a third. Yeah, right. So.
0: It, it, and you even see him asking, "Who are you?" And she says, "Nobody." And he hits her. Right. Know? So you which, know which that. is, which is from right from
2: the books all the time. Yeah, yep. The
0: Lion Game. Basically, what you're saying is the books leave her saying, "You know, go do your training." That's where they leave her. So we don't really know anything about her storyline moving forward or where she's going to be going.
1: Though. She's been accepted a little more. My question, I mean, overarching thing about Arya is, I, where do you think she, her character goes? That's, like she's in Braavos. She yeah. can certainly come back. Braavos is not that far, right, uh, from Westeros. Mm-hmm. It's right on the coast, but. I think if she truly becomes no one, she truly becomes a faceless yeah. man, it's wh- going to be hard she... to write that. Absolutely. I mean, the obvious thing is have her kill Sansa or something.
2: Yeah, but he, here's the thing with that, and that depends on, on George R. R. Martin and the, and the show and everything. I yeah. think it's going to depend. If it's really like a religious, that's the overarching yeah. kind of or, story there's... they're going to go to because the faceless god is every god, is the god the, the, the many faced god. The many faced god, sorry, yeah. And this, this, this technically, the many-faced god has many names. Lore, they got the Lord of Light. It has seven. all the seven. So if she's really the end all, be all, it could be she could be used as a tool to clean up some of the <laughs> tie up some loose ends. To be honest, that's a good point. In yeah. the in the show, I really I couldn't even tell you where I think she's gonna go. I think she'll end up staying there, completing her training. Yeah, I with think, Jake I think, I think she's gonna have to this this point. season. That's probably all we get, right? Yes, I think I think she'll complete her training with Jacob this season, and maybe start on her. That'll probably be the cliffhanger, calling yeah. her now. That's probably the cliffhanger. She'll probably be a, <laughs> a, She'll be right a very there. different character by the end. Yeah. But that's where it'll go, I think.
1: Interesting. Alright. So so we said Jon Snow dead at the moment, definitely coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Marcella Baratheon got poisoned dead, on the boat. She's dead. She dead. Def, definitely she dead. dead. Cersei's batting one for three with kids alive. She's not having a good <laughs> So in between that we have Stannis, probably dead, right? Definitely dead? I don't think so I don't think so you don't
2: show yeah (laughs) if you don't
0: see them die they're not dead you don't show them they're not dead (laughs) I've been
1: saying this though for months though what if the first frame of Sunday's episode is Stannis' head that could be it he could be flayed he
2: could be flayed and and burning upside down on on, on the Bolton cross head on the uh, pike or something that could totally be it but I don't know what's what's the actor doing. Is he in any other roles? That's <laughs> Steven. Oh, I didn't look into Stephen Delane, Anything? <laughs> it's been like months.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? Is that so? They're in the same woods that Sansa and Theon are running into, right? So, Correct. The Boltons? Yeah. They're,
2: they're running away from the Boltons, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah right. So, but... Yeah. No, but I'm talking about... Oh, um, yeah, they're, they're right there. They're both yeah, outside. They're, with so, them. they're all right there. Stand oh, yeah. So right, right at the it, Wouldn't yeah. it make a lot of sense for them to meet up in some way and have them... Well, be, that's what um, I was thinking, too. For,
2: for, for Sansa, what's... I know Theon helps her. Theon helps her. I think meeting up with Brienne's is more likely that's, that, that's what I'm thinking. Sansa knows Brienne was looking for her. Sansa knows at now, because remember when Brienne met Sansa and Baelish in that tavern yeah. around Winterfell, mm-hmm. Baelish said, you know, Brienne gave her the spiel, I was sworn to your mother, and Baelish said, you know, uh, she, was, she was sworn to your mother and uh, right. Renly, and that didn't work out so well for them either. Yeah. Um, no, Brienne's I'm, not been good Kind by. of being a dick about it. Keep but, keeping but, <laughs> but now I think that's the logical choice here. Right, is go to Brienne. Brienne, I think all Sansa knows though, is that she could light that to- uh, candle in a tower, and that didn't work out too well for her. No, so, timing, <laughs> timing is everything. So she's—I think that's the most logical choice here right. to try to find Brienne.
0: What's going to happen with Ramsay then? He's not going to be happy.
2: No, no. I mean, he's, he's never not, happy.
0: Yeah, I mean, he—he's the most hated character on TV. He had to surpass Joffrey by now, right? Well, yeah, I think,
1: so. think he—he's like he's Joffrey with ability to lead. Yeah, and take action literally Joffrey was just kind of a uh, fix of rage yeah and I thought Joffrey was, I was actually really sad when Joffrey died just cause I stop me, I like no not sad but just <laughs> it's like it's like Tywin too I just liked Jack Leeson's Joffrey and Charles gotcha. Dance's Tywin okay. they're such great characters like right. really fleshed out and I think Joffrey on the show is better than Joffrey in the book because Joffrey's not a point of view character so we actually see more of Joffrey on mm. the show yeah, just by the fact did. that's how you have to make the show is he's to be in more scenes right he did a great job. Ramsey's a, a terrible role. Oh, for sure. And he actually like gave up acting. Yeah, it was his last role. It's... But Ramsey's a total menace and oh he's gonna come God. back from him, from man. routing Stannis on the field and finding out that Sansa and Greek Theon are
2: gone. <laughs> yeah. So he's so, gonna be pissed. This- and there's there's gonna be correct me if I'm wrong, I, I might be wrong, really am. Yeah. Tor not Tor was it Tormon Giants Spain? Is he right. did the trailer kind of put him and the Bolton shields in the same battle? As one another, yeah. Well, that big that big uh, battle we're seeing
1: that we knew from mm-hmm. reports of the set. That there's a huge, biggest battle yeah. the show's ever done, right? And mm-hmm. this is going to happen in the north. So, is it is the Night's Watch and the Free Folk
2: Wildlings going to fight? Are they the going to have their hand in the, the realms? Bolin's wow, that would business. Be, also, Tormund's not fighting for anyone but John. So that's right. Right Proof there and, 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 and John intended to march in the books before. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Got yeah. Janked. John had the letter, right. crazy. and he said that Stannis is dead. Come get your sister or something. Right. Well, Stannis' death is very vague in the books too. Yeah, There's yeah. Dang, uh, it's, 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 just, it's literally by a letter. You, right, you can write whatever you want in a letter. But yeah, I also wanted to touch real quick. If you're you mentioning Ty- Tywin's character's great, what's going on in King's Landing now? Oh yeah, that Tywin's Ty, Tywin was the kind of right had his hand in everything. King's yeah. Landing, Tyrion too. They're both gone. That, that's what the I'm two most interested master in. I'm are most gone. interested in King's Landing. Really? The most. Yeah, I think reading the books, I've
1: always, I really liked uh, Cersei and Jaime's uh, okay. stuff. You love incest, is that what you're saying? Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> they're good chapters, though. Book Jamie's better than. <laughs> no, bro, I'm serious. Book Jaime's like a much, much more likable character and better character than. The show, I think, in mm-hmm.
0: my opinion, I, I think the like the part I really liked Jamie was actually when uh, his daughter died last season. That was Michelle, like, yeah. yeah, that was He like, was opening up to her. Yeah, yeah, one of the first real moments you see. And It seems right. like he really comes back with a vengeance after right. That. Yeah, I mean
1: the thing, the faith, the faith. Militant's so interesting to me just because Jonathan Price is High Sparrow's great character mm-hmm. too. But like, how that's going to go because Marjorie is still in prison, right? Right. Cersei just did her walk of shame, which the mountain is alive, right? And the mountain. Is there and now there's supposed to be another trial, right? And that leads us yeah, to the another this, trial by combat, which is just, the hound coming back as the the warrior of the faith. There's book hints be. to that. It could and be Cleganebowl, Bull, as they're calling it online. The Cleganebowl, Yeah, exactly. Be, I, I don't insane. go too
2: far down the rabbit hole with theories to be honest, so I don't have a ton right. to say about it. But like that we didn't see the hound die in the right. book of the movie. We didn't see him die. We saw him get left. In the book, in the movie. Right, in not the movie. The Sorry, the show, not the movie. And in
1: the book, okay. too. Um, the, the book, too, he's left that at the foot
2: of a tree yeah. uh, in the show. It's Same circumstances. Brienne routes him in the yeah. fight, yeah. and right. he's Anything dying. could happen there, though. I mean, anything... You, you could even see... That's that's what I like about the show. There's, we don't know anything about it and it's awesome. Because you could even see Jake saying Arya's first mission is there's these people up in King's Landing who Jeez. think they can send Who think there. they can wow. um do the Lord's do the do the faceless the many faced gods work, mm-hmm. but they're not picking their victims like randomly or the right way. Right. So Arya's set up there to do right. her thing. Well, I mean well, the, tra- the trailer showed Mace
1: Terrell and Jamie with an army and they're like at mm-hmm. the Sept and the the faith yeah. are up there, and, so this conflict's gonna gonna go down it's really interesting
2: yeah and Marjorie and loris are the two that are still captured correct yeah yeah, yeah. okay so um, that you know all things considered for i know that Marjorie is now the queen of king's landing and the queen of the seven kingdoms but all things considering for Cer- for cersei and jamie the tyrells were their biggest right kind of rivals and partners and they, now, they've been in the line for a while now Huh? They've been aligned. They've been aligned yeah. for a while. Yeah. So it seems like they're going to really go at the Faith Milton. I'm not sure the movie. Uh, I keep saying the movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> one the one day uh, it's shot like it's a movie. It's so good. It seems like the Faith Militant in the show. Do they? Can they stand up to the Lannister army? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, the show
1: flushes out them getting recruits, but I, I, there's no way because, like, uh, at the end of the final episode, at uh, end of. Uh, Cersei's walk. You see Kevin. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Tywin's brother. Yes. So the Lannisters are here. The Tyrells are going to come. There's no way they can't storm the sept and just take Marjorie. Kill the High Sparrow, and be like, all right, now this faith we're done with this. Yeah, well, yeah. and
0: you pretty much see Jamie saying that they're going to do that. I mean, he says, "What does the High Sparrow say?" Oh, you're going to spill blood in God's place. And he's like, I don't think he'll mind. God he spills <laughs> the most. Like, okay, yeah. yep, Jamie's about to bring it. So, right, Jamie's going on a rampage. I'm really interested to see how that plays out. I think the the Lannister I'm most excited to see is Tyrion, though. I mean, he, I think he's everybody's favorite fan of favorite, well, yeah. Peter Dinklage. But I mean, he, he's he's with Danny right now, or he well, he was he until was. she got. Captured and now he's like drinking, telling people not not to keep the dragons locked up. Yeah.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> what, what, what's your thoughts on all of the Esso stuff, Sean? Because right now we have Danny and Drogon. Danny got captured by the Dothraki.
2: Dario and Jorah went off the finder, And Varys and Tyrion are running Marine. Yeah. And Varys dead. So my thing on my, my take on Marine and everything is Tyrion and Varys are there, I think solely because the two dragons are there. Mm. No way Tyr, Tyrion yeah. and Varys thought. Danny was going to get sidetracked on her little free the slaves mission the whole time, right? Right. And because uh, Varys got other things to worry. Yeah, about. He, that's been his scheme all along. Yeah. You, you find out
1: really how in, uh, involved he's been in, with Danny getting her power and keeping yeah. her alive,
2: even from the beginning. Absolutely. He was the one who 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 set her up with Illyrio in the, in the first the yeah. first season. he they stayed at Illyrio's palace in, or home in, there, uh, in, Pentos in, in Pentos. Yeah. And Varys is behind that. We find out in the show. I always read his name as Vars when I was Vars. reading it, but it's not. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. I, when I first when I first read Harry Potter way back when, I thought it was Hermione for Hermione. <laughs> I nice. feel like the first whole That's the a good first book. book. Nice. Yeah, yep. I was real young, but no, I think that I think that the the main thing in Marine right now is the two dragons. I don't think if the two dragons weren't there,
0: right.
2: I'm not even sure if they would just got of dodge to be honest. Because yeah, exactly. there's nothing to do there. Right? Well, yeah, and
1: like we already know how good of a leader Tyrion is when he was yeah. the Hand, uh, the Battle of Blackwater. Mm-hmm. That's already established. I, I feel like finally showing. Tyrion actually leading oh we're not gonna get anything more out of that no and I just really couldn't care less about the slavers Bay stuff yeah they have to move forward with the with the dragons because I just that's the only yeah, that's they, that's the
2: reason that the camera's still on them I think yeah. that's the only reason right. the camera's still I mean, on them
1: uh, what do you? What's your opinion of Danny? I've never really cared for Danny. I just think she, as, she just annoys me.
0: I, I think Amelia Clark is bae. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, she's she's a, the the, dra- the dragon's mother. She she's moving yeah. the plot forward because the dragons need to be at the final battle with the right. White Walker. And see, that's the, that's that's all I care about. I exactly. mean, really couldn't care less about. Anything she happens. is uh,
2: necessary for the dragons. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? And as the show. Has went on, you care a little less and less for what happens to Danny and her struggles right. there. I, I definitely like her, are her, da, are her. and John
1: gonna reunite as
2: two Targaryens and reestablish the dynasty. That's
1: that's the pretty ending, but mm. we'll see. They're, they're There's cousins. no pretty it's endings correct. in this show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, honestly, like the whole time, I've never. I always thought Danny was a less interesting character than people around her. Barristan the Bold. Awesome, yeah. Dario Naharis, super suave. I, I, Even Jorah, I thought was cool, as like the guy trying to get his glory back,
0: right? Yeah. And yeah. then
1: we have Daenerys, who's a bad leader. <laughs> the Hazard Dragons. I, I just yeah, couldn't care.
0: I kind of like, like her first season, season and a half, when she's really learning how to become... With the Dothraki. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's interesting and, like, immigrating into, like, a new culture right. and assimilating into a new culture, right. I should
1: say. I guess when she got stagnant definitely marine the where it got sour for me. Yeah. yeah,
2: That's true, but you also do... You know, to play devil's advocate here a little bit, you kind of do need that moral lightning rod, which is her. She mm-hmm. she doesn't kill unnecessarily. She does want to break the chains. But, however going back to it she's not moving the plot forward fast enough for apparently 13 more episodes after these 10 right it's just not it's just not doing a lot for me but yeah she's and i think also it seems like in the trailers she's she's caught by the dothraki probably going to base dothrak they're,
1: they're like they're like the holy capital where they don't fight
2: yeah so the capital i'm trying to think of what the uh what the name of the Elders are. I forget. Sorry. The, the, they're like the, the elders, elders of the. Of yeah, yeah. The, um, I can't remember
1: the name either, but I know what you mean.
2: Yeah, but she's probably going to there. She's probably going to the base to Dothrak. And you see Drogon ch- ominously shadowing over the, um, right. Over right. the whole Dothraki tribe mm-hmm. there. So you almost wonder if that's going to be like one of the final shots in the last episode. You can't really see Drogon and not expect them to do anything.
1: I mean, we did see him. Remember when Tyrion and Jorah were at. We're in Valyria. They look up and no. That's body. true, but
2: their mother, was, his mother, just wasn't blind. in danger there.
1: True, you know. Yeah. So it just kind of goes against. It. I mean, he is injured, but I think this all wraps back into our thoughts on this season. Like we already can piece together how far the season will go, and then we know yeah. we have a whole other year until we get the next bit.
2: Yeah, right. Am I yeah. gonna watch? That's I'm the, just the, gonna wait. No. That's, <laughs> that's the problem
1: with these trailers, I guess. Is when you're that when you can when you're disinvested into a story this grand. You, already, you yeah. already start
0: connecting the dots. Well, the the only thing I think is is that uh, obviously there, there are pieces that you can put together, but I think you one of you alluded to it earlier that this is now outside of the realm of the books, like because the books haven't gone. I'm pretty sure that this plot is going further than the plot in the books have gone. But, uh, just about every plot except for the Iron Island stuff. So uh, you you can piece. Some of it together, but there might be some surprises right. out there, which oh, I think is...
1: Oh, yeah, no, I'm not saying that we, we know what's going to happen. I'm just saying I think we know the scale of what's going to happen. Right. Like we were saying, like, Aria, we can probably guess where we're, what she's done with by the end of the season. We've got a
2: finite amount of time. To I'm sure we'll screen. be wrong
1: about stuff, but it's just the, f- you know, ten, yeah, 10 hours per season, you got a lot mm-hmm. to deal with. And with all these lingering questions that has everyone super invested and in, super ready for the season, at the same time, we have to, you know, take care of that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And is
2: this... Is this the pinnacle of a cliffhanger in the social media Twitter age? Is this what? This, what, what else has done? Has is done, us done like right? This like this. Breaking
0: know? Breaking Bad maybe, uh, but nah, I mean, I'm, try, what, I'm what trying to think of cliffhanger br- though. Re- Breaking when, Bad, which, when mean uh, uh, Gus died, uh, not not when Gus died, when uh, season four? No, season five, when uh, the the brother in law fi- finds out that Walt is. Uh, Heisenberg, you know, when he reads the, that's the, true. the Walt Whitman, Whitman book and he reads the, the oh, inscription yeah. from the Al That was a pretty big moment. I mean, I think... But that was satisfied the next week. That that No, it? that was mid-season, I think. That,
1: that, was, that was it was mid-season? Yeah. He sure. confron- I thought he confronted him right now. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't watching in real
2: time. No, I think was it was guy. mid-season finale. I'm pretty sure it was like episode 8 or 16 mm-hmm. or something. But that's true. However, you didn't have anyone die and that's that's why that's... I think this is... like This is our... Not, our, not everyone's favorite character, but a very... I would argue the most important character in For the show, sure. yes. and the books, dies just
1: right dead. And so, Henry, right back to what we were talking about The Walking Dead a few weeks ago. Right. this is how you do a cliffhanger. Yes. We didn't just see Jon Snow like we we were. Not, we, we we're very clear what happened. Jon Snow is lying on the ground, bleeding out. Mm-hmm. So now it's all about the how because we know how important he is, mm-hmm. and it, it was done right. We, it, if Walking Dead did this kind of cliffhanger, they wouldn't have done it that that clearly. Game of Thrones can't be vague. No. It cannot be vague. No, you're right. The books can afford to be vague because they're they're literature. The show cannot be vague at all and they did this cliffhanger excellently, in my opinion, especially with having no knowledge of where the books go from here because we already caught up to the books. The books ended with this as well and... That was five years ago.
2: They're great at this, though. They really are. Especially one of the episodes I just watched from mm-hmm. the from the fourth season was The Mountain and the Viper. Oh, yeah. Where they crushed Oberyn's head and, yeah. and sentenced Tyrion to die and just went to black, oh, my credits, goodness. no music for about 30 seconds. They're great at this. That, was, that wasn't a season ending, but that was great. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the best episodes, I think, of the show, in my mm-hmm.
1: opinion, because Oberyn Martell was such a great character. Pedro Pascal, who you'll see on Narcos, so good. And that's like if in The Princess Bride, Count Rugen kills Inigo Montoya. Yeah. That's basically what happened. The yeah. mountain won, and Oberon could have won. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> yeah, he had it locked up.
1: How did you feel about Dorn? I know a lot of people are down on the Dorn stuff we've seen so far, but how important do you think the Dorn stuff is going forward? Marcella's dead.
2: I actually think going forward, Dorn is. Rightfully and hopefully, going to be less of an issue on the show because it seems <laughs> like in the trailers, we've seen Jamie go back right. and do kind of where he's do his actual like quests in the book, if you will, going yeah. back up to King's Landing. He's in King's Landing right now, yeah. So he's out of Dorne. We saw Elia, or Alaria. Alaria, Uh we saw Alaria be surrounded by guards because she gave Marcella the poison. Mm-hmm. I don't see too much happening in Dorne. Dorne's a, Dorne's a much bigger. Book place than the
1: See, show. Having just recently read the books, like I understand people being annoyed by portrayals and stuff, but I still didn't think Dorne, the Dorne we saw on TV, was I think the a twist on the important stuff. But a lot of the, a lot of the Dorne in the books was a subplot that didn't go anywhere with uh, Arianne, yeah, and made sense to cut. So therefore, I feel like Dorne didn't have a whole lot to bring to the show.
2: I actually, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm in the same boat there. I really think that Dorne didn't need to happen. Yeah. I think that all we need to know from Dorne was... All we need to know from Dorne was Oberyn Martellicum right. why he wanted to with, kill the Hound, his what sister, his backstory yeah. was. Right. And that kind of played into the whole Rhaegar, Lyanna, yeah. his sister, Elia. Yeah. That's great. I don't think we needed to go there. And yeah. I think that they really went kind of purposely away from the books to bring Jamie and Bronn to Dorne right. to get Marcella. So I'm hoping they do... I'm hoping Marcella's death is significant in a way where it justifies bringing us to Dorne for like five episodes. Right, well, season. yeah, because
1: they had to do that because if they didn't do that, what, Ares, O'Cart and, yep. balance like, two Kingsguard guys we couldn't care less about for the show's purposes, we can't have them driving us to, to a whole new area of the show. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, it, it, it's, it's whatever. We'll, the fallout will be interesting, I think. It might It might not really be that widespread. It might just be Cersei wants the revenge. We'll see
0: if it happens. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the one thing we definitely know for sure, though, and I think Dapo says this in the trailer, the dead are coming. Mm. Well, there's whether that means Jon Snow. Hopefully, it does, yeah. or just the White Walkers and the Whites. Dinner, that's what he, he, he meant by it. Coming. He <laughs> meant that he meant John's gonna run. The dinner coming. Him. No, he's he's behind me. He's he's coming. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's coming. He's coming. <laughs> but I think I think we touched on a lot of great stuff here, guys. I think I think it's, this is a good place to wrap up, and we're gonna have a lot to talk about throughout the
2: season. So yeah, we'll definitely
0: sure. have Sean back. Thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, sure oh we do. Are
2: yeah. we doing? Do not care. The what, what? Don't we care about? Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I, I already got, said Danny. My. You said Danny. I wasn't. I want to give mine. I really don't care about the Grey Grayworm romance thing. <laughs> I think that should be cut from every every cutting room floor. It's terrible. I don't I don't get it. He's eunuch in love with the servant. Eunuchs want to feel love too, man. But it's just so <laughs> unnecessary for the story. No, That's right. my big do not care. I yeah. circled it. I wanted to get it off my chest. <laughs> Sorry. All right, go on. I love that. <laughs> All, right. All
0: right, so good place to wrap up.
1: Yeah, well, uh, if there's any big events in the season, which... Knowing Game of Thrones, there will be several. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be sure to talk about those. Yeah, and, have, upcoming it, and have
0: Sean back on for sure. Yeah, thanks right. for having me. Absolutely. All right, so Dave, another good week in the books. Where can people find you?
1: Yeah, well, if you want to find the thoughts of the show in general, follow us on Twitter at NostalgiaPod. And once again, iTunes review, funny, five stars.
0: Say something really nice, maybe make me cry on, on air. Yeah. We'll see. Hear it on the air. That'd be great. Really appreciate that. And also go to sound, soundcloud.com slash nowstalgiapod. Right. Give us a click. Listen to us. Give us some feedback. Yeah, you, do, you can download there
1: or iTunes or
0: Stitcher or Google Play. Yeah, absolutely. Suits you. Google Play. Check it out. Yeah. Give it a try. You might like it. So you can find me at Sheeny World Peace. Sheeny, S-H-E-E-N-Y W-R-L-D P-E-A-C-E Shout out Metal World Peace. Yep. Yeah. You can find me at Martin Swagger.
1: M-A-R-T-A-N-S-W-A-G-R Also like sports, follow my sports podcast. At Mercy Rule Pod on Twitter,
0: soundcloud.com slash Mercy Rule. I always forget to pimp that. This. Yeah, I, re- I really like your intro song for that. Whoever told you to put that in. Brilliant podcast. Yeah, that's models. a great guy. Anyways, that's it for us this week. Give us some shout outs out on Twitter. We'll talk to you next week. And this year has been a long round, so I gotta go. with Logic,
1: the one nobody
0: would vouch for. How's that shit for an outro?